following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. On this episode of The Producers, the Quote King and the Wizard of Jaws are going to talk about the comedy Knocked Up, a movie about a one-night stand that turns into a lifetime commitment. Stay tuned for that and more right here on The Producers. Okay, everyone places. This is the final scene, so let's make this one count. Quiet on set. Places, everybody. Welcome to the Podducers. The following episode of the Podducers may contain language and quotes that are not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Lights, camera, podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Podducers. I am the Wizard of Jaws. I am back. It's been, it feels like a month. Feels like a month. We've been kind of hit and miss with the Podducers. You've been more hit than I have. I, my life's been wild and crazy. Uh, Quote King, what's up, man? Hey, buddy, how is it going? Oh, it's going. And uh, first and foremost, happy birthday. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, uh, so old now. Thanks for like pointing that out to everybody now that I'm well, just and we have a to decrepit old man now at 35. We have to do this <laughs> uh, special shout out here. Happy birthday to Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, buddy. You know what I didn't plan on getting from the soundboard this morning? That, that right there. I did not plan on getting that. That's funny, though. Uh, oh, yeah. We're going to run for all 44 seconds. Just. Uh, you know what? I don't, I don't even care. I thought you were going to give me something closer to, like, the, the Dwight Schrute, like, it is your birthday, period. Like, like, it's a statement of fact. It's not anything. She didn't do anything to earn this. Wow. That's a nice long hold there for the last like. That's uh, like a funeral march right there. I don't... Uh, we we already did we did some funeral march this this week. We don't need to go there. Oh boy. But uh, yeah, so uh, happy birthday, my man! Welcome to thirty five. We are officially old and decrepit and over the hill and past our prime and everything else. So I had an, not I don't want to say an epiphany this morning, but just in talking with my wife this morning, I was we were talking about reminiscing or whatever, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that had to be, and I'm like doing like math in my head. I'm like. SOB. I'm like, I graduated from high school 17 years ago. I was like, Jesus. I know. I'm like, where did that go? This, we are up, like the 20 year anniversary is around the corner. It is approaching. Yeah, we're closer to the 20 year anniversary than we are to the 10 year anniversary. Right. Like, right. and it's not have, have been for a couple of years now. Like, no like we're, really, we're getting close there. Is, is it just me? Do you not feel that old? Like, do you not feel like when when we were in high school, you like you think about a 35 year old, like, dude, that guy's ancient. Like, what is he doing with his life? You know what? I think we're a byproduct of what we do for a living. Like, That's we're so involved true. in sports and youth. And I work at a, a youth training facility and stuff like that. Like, it's tough, tough to be an old man. Yeah. When you're around baseball and hitting and the kids are playing in the game room and there's laser tag and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's oh, sure. uh if I was an accountant, I don't know, not not to crap at any accountants out there. I just feel like, or any desk job. If I was just in a cubicle, working a desk, I feel like I would feel older. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, uh, but just I, I, I don't, not that way. I feel younger having I just left my 
you know, my, my, my job at day camp. Fuck it. I don't work there anymore. I was a jailer. Uh, it sucked. <laughs> I hated it. And I, you know, so I quit and, uh, I didn't, what are you going to do? Fire you? I already quit. I'm out. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't just quit. I do have things lined up. We're good to go there, but, uh, yeah, it like that made me feel old. And the stuff that kept me going was the stuff that made me feel young and kept me going, like made me feel alive. Like, so, uh, I'm looking to dive more into more of those things, but, uh, you said you were talking to wifey who is damn near on the verge of popping, right? So thir- 39 weeks today, uh, pregnant. So and I, I feel bad. Like I'm making this whole episode about myself, but so my, my, my I thought we would do knocked up today because that just seems is, is my whole life right now. It's basically where we're at. We're just, it's a ticking time bomb at this point to, to giving birth and we're just hanging out waiting. So I thought knocked up would be a good episode today. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, this is a fantastic movie in the worst ways. So oh, listen, I love this movie. movie. I really do. It's fantastic. Uh, anything that's got Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd in it, more Paul Rudd than Seth Rogen for me, but still uh, both very, very good and both very, very funny. Paul Rudd is coming uh, somehow getting better as he ages. He well, and, and he's not aging at all. He's been 23 for the last 25 years. It's unbelievable how he looks exactly the same as he did back in the day. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about the first and foremost, as because we're already there. Star studded. Seth Rogen, Catherine Heigl, Paul Rudd, Leslie Mann, Jason Segal, Jay Baruchel, which uh, he played the, I believe, the shitty, goofy asshole in the Goon series. Lob. Yeah, he was he was the buddy. Choose 69. It'll be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so that if, guy. if you didn't know this one's going to be R rated, it has to be because the sh- it's, it's about what it is, but uh, right. I mean, Jonah Hill is in this as well. Um, I listen, Craig, Craig Robinson from the office, Bill Hader, Kristen Wiig, you know, Harold Ramis from the ghostbusters. Who's like in the right. hall of fame. It plays his dad. Do you Alan, know what I mean? It's Alan just Judah, Kristen Wiig. Right. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> even like, even like, uh, I think Charlene, Charlene, it's L-Y-N-E. So Charlene makes more sense to me. But Charlene Yee, who is, is such an obscure, like she's just high the entire movie, which is like, yeah. oh, this is going to hurt, huh? <laughs> like, she's like giggling <laughs> with the pregnancy. But like Nicole and I were watching House and she plays uh, a young doctor who's on House's yes. staff for a little while. Yes. And it's such a, like, you know what? You're not in House, like high and just being a complete dumbass stoner the entire time. She's like an intelligent, well-spoken doctor in that. And I'm like, well, yeah, like, like to the that's point some that range she challenges house. If memory serves a like, lot, she, like, steps to him quite a bit and like intellectually near his level. That's just too funny. So I'm just like, it's, it's we've come a long way from mm-hmm, this is going to hurt. This is funny. It's like having to like spit out very complex medical jargon in a medical drama. Yeah. But across the board, like everybody in this movie is famous. Yes. Like you would recognize every single person who's on the screen of this entire movie. Uh, uh, Judd Apatow, I believe those are his daughters that are in this. Yes. Iris well, he Potter. he's married to Leslie Mann. Yes. So that's like they she the calls Paul Rudd her like her work husband because she's been in so many movies with him. Right. But it's her actual kids. Like, so she's on screen with her daughters throughout most of this, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, this this whole thing, like the whole cast, top to bottom, fantastic. And I mean... This is this is an interesting but very plausible plot line, right? Girl goes. I think it post- happens all the time. Oh, I think it's time. like commonplace. It's really very <laughs> like there's nothing unique about the storyline at all. Yeah, this this is like okay. 
you know, girls go out to celebrate something, they get drunk, they they go out to dance and party and drink and make stupid decisions. And like, we could be those stupid decisions. Right. And th- th- that's the storyline, right? Like, so Allison gets promoted, goes out drinking with her married sister. Um, sister gets a call that, you know, hey, kids have chicken pox. She goes home. Allison stays. Gets drunk with a stoner who's just a, you know, pothead, reckless douchebag. And he does, and he does not have a job. He's got no semblance of, you know what I mean, any sort of responsibility for an adult man. He does nothing. Yeah. Like he, he's creating a porn website with his buddies. Like that's his source of income. That's his grand scheme in life. Yeah. And one night stand, lo and behold, the gift that keeps on giving for at least 18 years. <laughs> for forever. Like I, I am pregnant. What? Isn't isn't he also like a like an immigrant, like Canadian? Like he's there illegally, so he doesn't pay taxes or anything ever. Do you know what I mean? Like he has no bills because he's off the grid. Yeah. So, but he can't have credit cards or can't like you know do anything online because yeah. he's an illegal immigrant from Canada. Well, and like all, so like all the friends in this. First off, they all go by their real first names, which is hilarious. Like everyone who is a friend of somebody goes by their first name, and like. Don't like his friends give you like trade off giving each other pink eye and shit. Like, they do. I, I farted on Jay's pillow and then Jay farted on my pillow. <laughs> and then they talk to his buddy. He goes, wow, you got a bed. No, no, I don't have pink eye at all. I'm just really hi. <laughs> He's just super stoned. It's unbelievable. Oh, man. Like, and it, it like it, they play into the awkward, like she's really hot and he's really goofy thing. Like, oh, you want to do a doggy style? You are not going to me like a dog. It's, it's not. Style. It's not like it's, it's doggy style. It's, it's, it's style. Like, it's not it's like you or anything. <laughs> right, right, right. Listen, this movie like secretly. I, I, I quote all the time. This is like little things like they after they're done hooking up and they walk outside and like the girls are getting ready for school and they're walking outside and it's just like you know what they did. He goes, don't ever do that. And the little girl goes, I'm going to do it, even though she has no idea what he's talking about. And Paul Rudd goes, uh-oh, somebody's getting homeschooled. And like, I say that all the time. Somebody says something like, uh-oh, somebody's getting homeschooled. Oh, man. Like, it, uh, Listen, if I if I don't hear this at some point in the next year and three months, like, marriage is like a tense, unfunny version of Everyone Loves Raymond, only it doesn't last 22 minutes. It lasts forever. Like, right. Like, it's like a really unfunny episode of Everybody yeah. Loves Raymond. Oh man, and that's and that's I mean totally spot on. <laughs> it's just right there. I mean, again, so many times my wife that like because again, so we haven't found out what the gender is, and I'll just be like, I don't know. I'm like, it's a girl. Buy some pink shit. Like I'm done. Right face. You want to find out? Find out. It's a girl. Buy some pink shit. I don't care. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Oh man, and, and you know, life doesn't care about your vision. You just got to roll with it. Sound advice. Life does right? not care what you want. <laughs> It's oh. uh, it's so just on a different level. And again, so again, and this movie speaks to me on so many different levels because especially, I don't know, today, all the people we've talked to, all the mommies and daddies, whether you've been a parent for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 30 years, or you have a newborn at home. So many of the times, like everybody like reads the baby books and Googles things and solicits advice. And you know what I mean? Is like asking the, the, the group, asking the community for advice on whatever. And again, I, the whole spiel he goes on, like, I didn't read the baby books. He goes, oh, yeah, I forgot. The cavemen etched what to expect when you're expecting on the cave walls. How did anybody ever have a baby without a baby bite? He's like <laughs> shouting at her at the doctor's office, like losing his mind. And it's so spun out. I'm like, 
everything will happen. It'll work out. Your body's going to know what to do. Uh, well, well, I mean, we want to be prepared, but like, well, you're, you're not going to not have a baby just because you don't know how, like it, it'll happen. Like you'll, right. your, your body will just do it. Like the yeah. cavemen did it. People do it all <laughs> the time. Uh, right. This like, is a common thing. Yeah. We're, we, we don't live in a world where like everyone, and, and this is a weird perspective thing. Like not the, the entire world doesn't have what we have here or what they even have in other like countries. There are third world nations out there that have literally almost nothing. And they, right. they have, they have babies in like clay huts yeah. and stuff like you know, like if that happens. Yeah. Even if you've never had a baby before, your body figures it out. You're good. Yeah. Find a way. Right. Yep. So it's just so funny. Like, but then there's, there's like I said, there's so many of these parts of this movie that just wow, that that hit home right here in my heart. That that was right there. That was right at that little nugget. <laughs> that speaks to me. And then and then your mommy said, just do it already, which was very confusing to daddy. So I took the most literal translation. But between you and me, it was the smartest thing I ever did because, like, now you're here, <laughs> right? I mean, do you, I mean? So I remember going back to our our old uh, New Era days of of you going Penman, Penman, like what she says, Doorman, like, like Doorman, 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 Doorman. Oh my God, I forgot where that came from. That's from oh, this. That's, that's uh, great. Him. That is fantastic. Only, he's like, I can what he, I can only let in. Five percent black people, he says. So he's like, so twenty five people here, I can let in one and a quarter black people. <laughs> it's like, so I gotta hope a big dude walks up with a midget. What am I supposed to do with that? Like, right. I can't do anything. <laughs> You're not God. You have too much power. You're just a doorman, 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 doorman. <laughs> you, 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 pregnant? She always fuck. Yeah, yeah, like, you always <laughs> pregnant? I can't have a bunch of old <laughs> pregnant bitches running around. That's crazy. I'm only allowed to let in like five percent black people. He said that means there's like 25 people here. I got to let in one and a quarter black people. So I got to hope there's a black midget in the crowd. <laughs> like, and and that's, if that's not that's the most terrible. Craig Robinson, right? It's a hundred percent. That is just him in every movie. I'm not going to go to the end of the fucking line. Who the fuck are you? I have just as much the right to be here as any of these little skanky girls. What am I not skanky enough for you? You want me to hike up my fucking skirt? What the fuck is your problem? <laughs> Like she said, again, going, her just like go the amount of tangents and rants, yes, that people go on. <laughs> this is unbelievable. That everybody at some point or another has some sort of like long extended monologue where they're just losing their shit on some other character in the movie. Well, it's all gold. It's yeah, all gold. And, and this is very circa 2007. Uh, at the end of that particular rant, part of the reason I stopped is because she uses a homosexual slang term that in the early and mid 2000s was just regular vernacular for a lot of people and is a big time no-no in 2022 right uh you know commenting on the homosexuality of his gloves <laughs> at the end <laughs> uh, but yeah i mean this is it, it brings into question like i mean you probably have to modernize some of these rants but i it, you can easily this is easily a 2022 trope it still happens all the time it's still super super relevant yeah. Again, the, the, this has not stopped. As a matter of fact, I think it may have gotten worse in the last 15 years. It's I don't know if it's gotten worse, but it, it's gotten younger. You know, well, I mean, that's the whole thing. You know, when we were younger. I mean, we knew people who had had some kids a little on the younger side. It's not like that's a new thing. But like then you got these shows like 16 and pregnant and all that. I didn't know I was pregnant. And people are like right. have, giving birth at school dances because they thought they had to poop. Oh, I was pregnant this whole time. Unbelievable. It's yeah. I don't know how, how that happens. I uh, agreed. I, like, I got nothing. I, I I'm confused because like, I mean, that was such a trope that family guy spoofed it with a song called prom night dumpster baby. 
<laughs> which is something in and of itself. But <laughs> yeah, like, I, I mean, you sit here and you think about that. Like, how do you go? I mean, and this is something you could literally ask someone sitting five feet to your, I believe to your right. If you know, your screen's not mirrored. Um, but like, I don't know how you go nine months and just all of a sudden like, Oh shit, I was pregnant. There's a baby coming out of me now. How do you not know? And what did you do for those nine months? Like, you know, like the, what was it? Uh, how I met your mother. Oh, you're not supposed to have Cheetos or shrimp or sushi or wine. Well, Dr. Sophia says eh, just a little bit like, okay, well, if you're a normal degenerate 20 something year old, you're going out boozing at the GBP every goddamn night. Like, what are you doing? There, there's so much of that crap that like my mom and my wife were laughing at it because the, the way pregnancy has changed just between when my mom was pregnant and when my wife is now. Right. That my mom was like, they were like, hey, don't smoke and don't drink. That's it. I had two things. Don't don't inhale carcinogens and don't drink alcohol during pregnancy. Oh, they were like, no cold cuts, no coffee, no runny eggs. No, I mean, it was just like no uh, soft serve ice cream. No, there's like a list. It was a page of stuff that she should stay away from. And I was like, really? That's a lot more than booze and cigarettes, which we've come a long way from. Yeah. Put down, put down the pounders and the marbreds. Got it. Can do it. You know what? And the stupid thing is, is that the the reason you're not supposed to have all these things are really the same reasons that people like you and I are not supposed to have all these things. It was like, it's like salmonella. Right. Don't have runny eggs. Could be salmonella in them. Don't have saucer of ice cream because if they didn't clean the container properly, might have salmonella, which is true for everybody. That's the right. reason that everybody shouldn't have runny eggs or raw cookie dough or a sauce of ice cream because you may get salmonella, but we all still do it though. Right? Like I get right. dairy queen more like, like more than I like to admit to people ice cream is my jam, but I, I've never been worried about getting a bacterial or whatever salmonella is ever in my life. Yeah. I, it's so, it's so weird. And okay, so here and here's a perfect example. And I, we're we're a little off track here. Weird that never happens. I, we're, it's we're about pregnancy. It's good. Topical, it's fine. Not, not on point of the movie. Um, I watched people at my old job. Like we we referred to one of them as Smokey McNurse because somebody <laughs> who's somebody you know somebody who should tell you how to you know be healthy and get healthier and fix ailments and stuff. Who smells like an ashtray? Just always seems to make sense to me. But uh, yeah, I mean she like. There were multiple nurses at our place that like smoked through pregnancy and they were like, oh, well, because I didn't necessarily plan on getting pregnant. So I didn't like break the habit. So it's actually better for me to have a cigarette every now and again than it is for me to go through withdrawal while being pregnant. And I'm like, I don't know if that's true. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm no doctor, but I feel like that's wrong. Well, like I did. I, I've, I've watched people uh up to and including an ex-girlfriend of mine who was he, she ended up getting pregnant by somebody else and she would have a, the occasional cigarette out front of the building while she was pregnant we're like i don't know a, a, a lot about much but uh i don't think that's how that works like and same thing like no it's better than going through withdrawal like which i mean and, and speaking of stuff that like doesn't work jason siegel's got some fantastic i mean like you know, I, I want to, I'm going to rear your child, which I keep, keep away from you, man. He wants to rear your child <laughs> or like, like, Hey, why don't you just get, why don't you just have her be on top? You can't get pregnant if the girl's on top. I mean, that's just gravity. Everybody knows that. Like just like the <laughs> things that are not true, just the ridiculous things that they say. It's like unbelievable. Like, well, I'm, again, I'm not a doctor. Don't think yeah. that's accurate. 
and, and like again I, just medical personnel people like that like and i and like okay so this is just bonehead friends right but these are grown people like, right they're, they're adults i like i feel again speaks to me because they, i feel like they're all in their late 20s early 30s right and, and, this is like this is the shovely joe thing like oh it's either shovely joe it's either this like all american blah 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 whatever or this guy who killed his you know killed somebody father with, he's a father yeah, killer killed his father with a shovel well it turns out it's the all american well, how do you know because apparently she didn't know you can't get pregnant doing the thing that she did with the shovel murderer the thing we never do or the thing we never ever do the thing we never ever do shovely joe. joe like how do you not know but again Okay, and, and this stems into something else because my fiance for about three to six months at one point taught sex ed to like underprivileged and at risk youth in inner city schools. They don't like there's literally no education on some of this stuff. Like you mean like you think like just mom and dad. Right. Well, yeah, it's the start starts in the home. I didn't I was very thankful that I had a health class at Lancaster. Do you know what I mean? That we went through like really like show like what a, a healthy lung looks like versus a lung that smokes for right. 20 like in the black there like there was some cool stuff that were like either tales of caution or just you know learning basic human bone anatomy um but a lot of that also comes from like the talk i had with my father when i was whatever 12 13 whatever you know pre-adolescent age i was um but it's i apparently that's just not commonplace anymore that's just not no I, like i don't remember and I, I don't know if my parents actually listened to this, this show or not, but I don't remember having quote unquote the talk. Like I remember like short abbreviated, like be smart. Like, right. Don't like, don't have a kid. And like, there was a point me and my high school girlfriend were fairly promiscuous. We'll say and there was a point I was sitting at my computer, which was like, this was back when not everybody had a computer let alone two or three i literally have two laptops sitting in front of me right now i'm not uh, right one technology's but, come a long way yeah and it's also gotten cheaper like this was like the original family gateway 2000 that came in the like the cow box i'm just there <laughs> right. on, on the like on the computer which meant no, like and on the internet which meant nobody else could be on the phone or on a computer. right right you would dial up back and then no no yeah. ethernet cables and all of a sudden like my mom just out of the blue uh hey wizard are you and Christina having sex? And I was like, no, like said, no, but I, I know she's not looking at me. So I said no while shaking my head. Yes. And she goes, if you are, would you tell me? Yes. Well, I shook my head. No. Like, no, I'm not nope. going to tell you. Like, what the hell? Nope. And she's like, well, if you are, I just hope you're being safe. Like, that was the extent of the talk. So listen, the, the Duke of Quantitin over there, uh, Benzino, is like, I, now, I, whether this is true or not, I don't know. But he used to joke that, like, the talk he had with his dad was, Hey, if you bring home a fucking grandkid, I will kill you. Let's <laughs> like be be safe. Don't be a moron. Yeah, I all right, mean, get out of here. That, that, that was that was, probably, was the whole thing. That was that was probably fairly on brand for my right. household as well. So, so like, again, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But that's what he likes to be like. That was it. That was dead. Dear old dad. I, I don't. I don't overly remember a conversation of like, well, this is how it works. Like, yeah, you know, by the time you realized like how babies were made, like you were curious about other stuff. I don't know, but like. So Allie would go and talk to like underprivileged, like inner city class and stuff. And they'd talk about like birth control and different ways to like not have babies. And like a junior in high school was like, so can I take birth control? A male was like, like can I? And like, she's like, no, 
So now listen, like, male birth control would be a world revolutionizing fucking drug. I don't know how we don't have it already, but it's like, a, that a should whole, be a thing. That's a whole nother realm to go down. Like, and, I, and listen, <laughs> it was a conversation, a whole, I, a whole thing that I would, I joked about in high school too, like, you know, about having male birth control or whatever, but like, and really the conversation is it's because of a bunch of old dudes that run the country that are like, you're not putting that in my body. Like, okay, right. Yeah. As long as, it's, as long as it's somebody else's body, it's fine. Right. 100%. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So, I mean, like, he's like, okay, but like, what if I do, can I still get girls pregnant? And they're like, yes. And you could like really mess with your hormones, but you can still get women pregnant. Like you taking birth control does not help the birth process. At See, all. Like th- this is me sitting here with like 40 year old version. We're like, he's like, is it true if you don't use it, you lose it? Like he's in that sex ed class, like asking right. ridiculous questions. And they're right. like, is that a real question? And he's no. And he's like smiles and like backs away. Like, I'm just playing. But I'm like Josh. And- it's 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 so weird that like people say, like, well, how did this happen? I was drunk. Was your vagina drunk? Well, technically, yes, but like <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. Like Oh my goodness. Like again, this it, it just hits there's so many real life examples of just whether this all would happen to you like all of it. Yeah. Like did you experience a hundred percent of it? Or did you experience like one small part of this? Yeah. But I mean it, it just it it's very relatable in a lot, a lot of different ways, even like on a negative standpoint. Like uh Paul Rudden and Leslie Manor are fighting. Right, because he's kind of a he's not a deadbeat dad, but he's like a detached dad. Like he doesn't take as much time as he should. He was like sneaking off to like go to the movies by himself. She thought that he was cheating on her, but he was just he went to go see Spider-Man three by himself just to get out of the house and get away from the kids. But like left his wife home with the kids, which is kind of a shitty thing to do. Like get a babysitter, go out together. You don't you can have time without the kids without sticking your wife with the kids and bailing on them. Like that's right. it was a shitty thing to do. So, you know, he's like, you know, she broke up with me because you're such a shitty husband. She thinks I'm going to be one. Like, and they get into a fight. Like, it's very, I, it's, it's kids. I, I having kids is probably the toughest job in the world. I, most people tell you, I'll, I'm sure to find out here in the next couple of weeks. Like, Cause I don't know from personal experience, but so often, like, that's just, I don't know how you do that. Let me just, just bail. Like, I'm just going to, I'm going to lie and say that I'm working and then like go to a fantasy football draft. I don't, or was it fantasy baseball? He walks in, he's like, Hideki Matsui. And he's like losing his mind. Like, ah, you stole my pick. And she walks in, she goes, what is this? Like, what are you doing right now? And he's like, it's fantasy baseball draft. <laughs> but he had to sneak away and lie to go right. to his fantasy baseball draft. So I don't know. It's just well, a lot of personal conflicts there that. Well, and it's funny because like. It may not be a fantasy baseball draft, but I'm sure every every person on both sides of the relationship have done or like, oh, hey, like. I'm I have this going. I'm going somewhere with, you know, my mom and you're actually just going shopping on your own because you want to just go peruse and like don't want to have somebody following you around. Be like, oh, <sighs> like, do you really need that? Like or, oh, yeah, I got you know this, you know, this guy. I, I know people who, you know, oh, I got mandated. I got stuck at work and they're actually like going out with the boys. And it's like how like if you live with that person, how do you justify coming home from? work smelling like a bar very very carefully right sneaking in and showering like it's almost like again it's almost like cheating but cheating with your time right now with another person yeah and like it's one of those things where i the the one guy flat out told me he's like the first thing i do like if i do that the first thing i do is i walk in the house and crack a beer so when she's like you smell like beer like i'm drinking a beer 
like so like I had a coworker who used to do that um back in the day, right after I graduated from college, just getting work before I found my my current job. Um that he he used to smoke and his wife didn't know. So like we'd like we'd get so we drive in the work van at the, all throughout the day and then we get home and when he would drop me off on my truck, he would like he'd open the center console and there would be like gum, dryer sheets, um, and he would just rub the dryer sheets like all over himself and do you know what I mean? Like and start chewing gum to get rid of any and all of the the cigarette smell. Hand right. sanitizer on his hand and his fingertips. So if nothing else, it smelled like, you know, alcohol from like hand sanitizer. And it was quite the ordeal that he did every single day. Like I can't imagine like that type of facade. No. Of every single day having to be like, okay, in the driveway, gum, dryer seats, hand sanitizer. Good lord! Like if you want to hear a fun one, there was a point where this like stems into personal life where we had hand sanitizer at the jail that smelled like fruity pebbles. So like the one day walking out of the jail, I just squirt some hand sanitizer, like had a, like. And I'm not one to overly use that shit because I think to some point it could be detrimental. But I walked in the house and like was sitting there and like <laughs> Allie looks at me and she goes, were you drinking loopy? And I'm like, no, I was at work. <laughs> Are you sure? Did you smell like loopy? I'm like, no, I smell like hand sanitizer. Smell my hands. And she's like, your hands smell like loopy, which was. Did you spill vodka on yourself? What did my, you do? Like, I dumped vodka on my hands. Like it just. So funny, but like, yeah, I, I mean, I'm now imagine going through the stress of like the relationship and pregnancy with no basis other than that one night we hooked up, right? And that's this movie. And like, two people, I suppose, like, she, she walks in the bedroom and he's just like bare ass, <laughs> she's like kind of looking at him, like almost repulsed, like a right. little bit. She's just kind of like, really, that was what I hooked up. With? All right, that's shitty. Okay, oh man. But, you know, it's really, this is one of the last, uh, I was maybe the only, Catherine Heigl, I guess, became notorious for being very difficult to work with, whether it be demands or whatever, or being high maintenance, but I don't know if she let it go to her head or whatever, but, um, like, I was off the top of my head, I mean, I'm thinking, like, she was in this, she did, uh, she was in uh, the, 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 the the ugly, the ugly truth um, with Gerard Butler. She was, she was on suits for a season after um, the main guy, Mike Ross left the show. Um, so they brought her on as kind of like a, a filler, but I mean, really, and, and that was really after really quite a few years, probably almost a decade of her really not I doing mean, she, much of anything. She was on Grey's Anatomy for a while. Right. Well, that was early on. I think that was like pre. Uh, yeah. So that she was on it. Pre this. Oh, five. And right. it lasted to 010. After Knocked Up, she did 27 Dresses. Right. Then The Ugly Truth. Truth. And then really. Then gra- gra- grazed until 2010. Right. But then, I mean, like, I can't even say. I mean, she's done stuff, but I've. Never heard of any. Ha- never seen it. 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 Yeah, it's just a whole slew of things that really, yeah. until we get to Suits, which I watched. And I didn't watch it because of her. She was, she came onto a show I was already watching. Right. And like the only reason I know that is because you watched it. I've, I've never watched Suits. The only episodes of Suits I've seen were like when you were watching. Catching when I was watching. Right. So, I mean, Firefly Lane, what? Listen, and she, she hammered for a little while. Like she looked like she was about to be the tippy top of the A list. She had a couple of real big blockbuster movies. She was a pretty good comedic actress. She was killing it on Grey's Anatomy and then just whoop, 
I, yeah. too too big too quickly, I guess. I don't know if something happened there, but no bueno. I mean, and at some point you got to ask, like, do you just get to a point where you think your shit don't stink? So like you're above normal treatment of an average human being? Uh, I guess. I mean, really, I mean, I, I'd say everybody in this entire movie, again, we talk about how star-studded it was. Everybody went on to do bigger things. Jonah Hill went on. I mean, he was like nominated in an Oscar award-winning movie in Moneyball. And, and Jason Siegel had How I Met Your Mother for whatever, eight, nine seasons. You know, Paul Rudd is Paul Rudd. He's Ant-Man. He's in the Marvel Universe now. He's doing, you know, it's everybody has done I, big I mean, things. I mean, like what last year was voted like the world's sexiest man or something like I that. I think so. Like, yeah, I think so. Insane. That sounds right. Um, I mean, you can't really say Jay Burchell's done a ton, but. He has it, but I mean, but that's not, it's not like every person in every movie is going to go on to do something else. But I think if you're looking at the cast of this movie, 80% of them went on to do something serious after the fact. No, but I, like, so he's, but he, I mean, he's still doing stuff. Um, he actually does a lot of voice acting. Mm-hmm. So he was actually in all of the, uh, how to train your dragon stuff. Yes, that's he, right. He voices pick up the main character. Right. Which I love those movies for, for as far as they're, they're oh, fantastic yeah, they're, they're animated great. movies. Uh, a personal, really good. personal favorite of mine, Letterkenny. He plays Hard Right J for a couple episodes, which is basically just a mocking ploy of somebody who you would consider a hard right conspiracy theorist. Like, and it's 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 comical how like spot on with some of the stuff that he says is with people that you know. Um, both goon movies. I mean, so it's not like he hasn't done anything. Right. Isn't he in like, I love you, Beth Cooper. Like he did a bunch of like random kind of. Yes. Way back. Uh, yeah. So scrolling all the way back here. Um, let's see. Are, he was on. Are you afraid of the dark? Oh man. That's yeah. They're rebooting that. That'll be exciting. I'm actually kind of look, I, I don't watch Nickelodeon anymore, but that would be something I would take a look at. Uh, he was in a show called undeclared. I don't know what that was. Yeah. I got nothing. He was in, he was in million dollar baby. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, Fetching Cody, I'm Reed Fish, Just Legal. He was in the TV show for Numbers. Obviously knocked up. Jay and Seth versus the Apocalypse, which was a short. Um, Because there's probably a kickoff of this is the end, right? He was in Tropic Thunder. Oh, yeah. Night at the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian. He was Sailor Joey Motorola. There's so many people in those movies too. That's a, right. that's a who's who of like the Jonas Brothers, the Robin Williams. There's a ton of people in those. I mean, she's out of my league. He he played uh, he played that, which is I believe just another. But really, I mean, of, of the main people from this movie, I mean, he might be the one who's done the least. Right, but he's still done well. Oh, maybe 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 that's maybe that's what I was thinking. If she's out of my league, and I, was, I love you, Beth Cooper. That's something else. Yeah, she's out of my league. Sounds right. But even like again, like Ken Ken Jung, who's from The Hangover, is fantastic. Craig Robinson keeps popping up all over the place. It's not never big roles, but I laugh every single time he's on screen. I mean, I see Alan Tudyk on ads on Peacock all the time for that Alien show that he does. Right. Well, and I love him from A Knight's Tale back in the day. <laughs> it's called yeah. The Lance. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's my favorite guy for that movie. I mean, he does. So he he voices Clayface and the Joker on the Harley Quinn TV series, which is fantastic, by the way. I don't know if it's not HBO, isn't it? I think. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, He was on the rookie TV series. Uh, He voiced a bunch of people on American Dad. He voiced an Encanto. 
uh, Batman, the audio adventures. I don't know what the fuck those are, but so really, I bet you a lot of these people and a lot of, at least some of all of them did voice acting. They kind of went the other way. Like Bill Hader is a man of a thousand impressions. He does stuff all the time. Oh yeah. Between him and Kristen Wiig, they had some, some SNL alums on here who are supremely talented. I mean, really this movie was so successful. It's them to sequel, which I mean, no new ideas in Hollywood, but this is 40. It's like just a continuation of their lives. Yeah. Their daughters are older. They're now 40 years old and they just, it's them. What are they doing in the second half of their life? It's yeah, crazy. I mean, this dude found a way to be in just about everything. Alan Tudyk. So whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, and, and this movie was so funny. This is, and this is one I don't think gets enough airtime. Like this is, Agreed. I would love to see more than some of the other thing. Like how about every like third time somebody's like, bro, we should totally play insert. Um, oh my God. Who's that actor? I hate. Oh, okay. Will Ferrell. Yes. It like every okay. time you're going to play Will Ferrell movie here. Right. Like, oh, we should throw knocked up in there once in a while. Or like, or forgetting Sarah Marshall or wedding. Cra- oh, okay. Wedding crashes gets a decent amount of play, but like, I love you, man was great. So there, there's a. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it, it's it's totally the James Franco roast. That's not Comedy Central. I have basically. It's basically all these guys. It's it's Nick Kroll and Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill, and they're all there and they're all roasting uh, James Franco. And it's really it's one of the best ones because some of them aren't great, but that one I mean, for my money, that one's really good. But at one point, Nick Kroll, who does a lot of the voice, he's from the League, and he does a lot of voices yeah. for Big Mouth on Netflix. Yeah, um, I say a lot of like almost all of them. He does a ton of voices. But he's making fun of of Seth Rogen, and he's he's Seth Rogen has a, a writing partner named like Evan Goldberg, um, that, that he like shares a lot of the credit with. And at one point, he's imitating Evan Goldberg, going, uh, you know, hey Seth, I, I added two more dick jokes to to page four, and I was thinking the guys are friends, and and then in the middle they're not friends, and at the end of the movie they're friends again. Like <laughs> it's so like it's like every movie that he's in follows the same exact fucking thing. And it was just such a spot on harassment of all of his professional work. They're like, Hey, they're going to be friends. And then they're not going to be friends. And then the movie, right. guess what? They're friends again. <laughs> it's like, it's a shocker. And, and like, like, no I, new ideas. I appreciate like, so in, in that particular roast, I uh, probably would appreciate the fact that most of those guys are actually friends as opposed to, Oh, here's a random celebrity. We got two friends that wanted to do it and five random comedians who are just going to make the most crude joke possible. Correct. Because like, so many like so all the all the regular people and I say the regular people. So like uh, like Anthony Jeselnik does a bunch of them. Um, Jeff Ross is at all of them. He was at that one, too. Um, it's like, like Nikki. Nikki Glazer's been doing a lot of them recently. There's a there's there's roast comics air quotes. And this one was not really that way. It was a bunch of all these actors that we're just talking about making fun of their good buddies. It's right. fantastic. Which, it's really is what a, which is really what a roast should be. And what sure, hundred percent be, um, you know, guys that like know them personally. And then like, it, it pisses me off that they refer to Jeff Ross as the roast master general, because I'm sorry, that was, um, oh, who's the comic that ended up overdosing? Greg Giraldo. Yes. Like Geraldo, and he was he was like the the one. Yeah. Jeff, he was so funny. Yeah, and like because he he took those crude jokes, but it was very intelligently done. It was like he, he led. You he there. went to Harvard Law School. Yeah, he was he was very, a Harvard educated lawyer who decided he'd rather do stand up comedy right than be a lawyer. That 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 drove him nuts. 
Well, and like I remember very distinctly in the the roast of Larry the Cable Guy, he like, "How are you so popular?" Like, right, and like his true emotions come anger. out. He's right, like, you know. But like Jeff Ross is just like, ah, hit you in the face with a pedophile joke, pedophile, pedophile, <laughs> pedophile, pedophile <laughs> like, and he's dressed obnoxiously, and I'm just like, get off my screen. You're not funny anymore. Well, like, he dresses kind of like like the guy. So Larry the Cable Guy, he he like took his sleeves off. He like ripped them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then for the Hasselhoff roast, he came out in a black speedo. Yeah, <laughs> I guess he was like doing the whole lifeguard thing, uh, whatever. Somebody he dressed like. Uh, oh, during the Franco roast, that, that stupid movie Spring Breakers. Oh yeah, where he's got gold teeth and cornrows. So Jeff Ross, gold teeth and cornrows, while he's roasting James Franco. So he really kind of puts himself in the shoes of the roastee. And it's just it's too much. Like it's not funny. At a point, you just like you're. One, you're hitting low-hanging fruit as hard as you possibly can. Oh, it's his shtick, right? That's the thing now. That's 100%. He find that niche and hammer it, and he's going to uh, keep getting paid. But so I think uh, I think we got to bring this back in and wrap up here. So uh, <laughs> kind of way off topic. But um, so we already kind of said that you'd have to clean things up and kind of, you know, adjust some dialogue. But th- this absolutely gets made in 2022. 100%. It's as, as relevant then it is, is today, almost even more so. Today. And then, uh, so what's your uh, what's your clickety 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 clicker? I'm I'm with you on this one. I think this is one is a highly underrated comedy that does not get enough credit and does not get spoken about enough when it comes to this group of actors. Um, it's honestly it's a solid four. I don't know if it's in the Hall of Fame, but it is a a quality movie that I will watch almost anytime it's on. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree with you there. Um. And I'm not trying to be be lazy about the rating by any means, but that is 100% spot on. And if you told me that uh, Knocked Up was going to be on par with Back to the Future and The Matrix, yeah, I'm in. Right. I mean, different style of movie, but I mean, just, just because it's different doesn't make it bad. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be. Yeah. And the same. So, I mean, it's just underneath Birdcage, My Cousin Vinny. The hangover. And, and some of those I think are in the Hall of Fame. Like those are like yeah. all time like busted gut laughing movies. Yeah. So like Tommy Boy, The Hangover, My Cousin Vinny, and Birdcage are just above it. And now it's just above Finding Nemo 31, Liar Liar, Wolf of Wall Street, and the Rocky franchise. So I mean I'm grand, fine. Grand scheme, I'm good with it. Yep. Yep. Uh, like I said, underrated. It was awesome. That's uh we're actually above IMDB here, who has it scored at uh six point nine out of ten. That's all right. That's one of our probably most off. Yes. Ratings that were usually were on par ish, but this is apparently one that we both like better than the masses, apparently. Well, and I, I wonder how much of that is like modern day cancellation, like people going in and rating it low because, like, oh, that humor is awful. Like, grow Could up. Be. Like, Could be. Like, be older. You, in 07, it was great. Like, yeah, same thing. Like, the re- same reason people like hate friends right now, like in 2022, because, like, oh, it's fat shaming and homophobic and like yeah and back in the day we all laughed our asses off at it calm down you owned the box set too right (laughs) anyway so uh that'll about wrap up this episode of the producers uh quote king happy birthday buddy thanks for thanks buddy thanks for carving time out of your birthday to do this with me you know what there are worse things you can do in your birthday this is fine this is all good buddy that is very true and uh we will talk about getting together this weekend or something and celebrate you know, little little birthday proper, if you will. I like it. Let's do that. Sounds good. And uh, with that, uh, this episode of the Producers, that's a wrap. 
The weather is changing and the sun is shining, which means summer party season is here, and Buffalo Freddy Party Rental has everything you need to get your party started. From tents, tables, and chairs, to inflatable bounce houses, water slides, and obstacle courses, Buffalo Freddy has everything you need to take your summer shindig to the next level. Not sure what to serve at your event? Buffalo Freddy does barbecue catering as well. For more details or to make reservations, head over to buffalofreddy.com or give them a call at 716-437-3339. That's 716-4-FREDDY. Buffalo Freddy is a proud sponsor of this podcast. 